Hello, welcome to the Cunning Plan podcast. I'm here with Ali. Hello. Joe. Hello. And I'm James. Hello. Um, we're here today to talk about shopping centres and shopping centre digital marketing. If you aren't a shopping centre or have no interest in shopping centres, I'm afraid this one is probably not going to be for you. Um, it's something we've done, uh, we've worked with a lot of shopping centres over the years. I myself come from a retail background um, originally and it's something that um, retail and, and this kind of uh, you know, shopping centres and things like this have always been of uh, a real interest. Um, and we thought it would be a nice idea just to kind of chat through some of the details, some of the stuff we've learned about over the last few years. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a type of business where you don't have a lot of resources, you don't have a lot of um, time, you're doing a huge number of different things all of the time. So digital marketing and stuff like this often gets, you know, falls to the wayside and it's something that people don't get a chance to do. So we thought... Um, why don't we just share some of that knowledge, some of that information we've had previously. We've also recently produced a, a white paper about this, so again, if you're interested in learning a bit more, by all means, um, download that too and have a little read. But uh, if that's not for you, we apologise and we'll see you next week. Um, everybody else, stick around and hopefully you'll find something interesting to, uh, to uncover. So, shopping centres. You guys both work on uh, a couple of different shopping centres. Yes. How do you find them? Interesting. I think, uh, as you said, I think they are often, especially centre managers, they're sort of pulled political posts. So I think it's very much a, a case of using a bit of uh, sort of your own initiative a bit of time and, and understanding the audience as well. Every area has a slightly different, this sort of shopping centre will play a slightly different role. If it's not in a city, if it's sort of in a town or something, it'll be quite an integral part. Of, uh, of the community but if it is in a city it's competing against lots of other things you have to think about how you're constantly about how you're presenting it really and I think like the big benefit of shopping centres is just the diversity with the different tenants with like um, you have like food courts um, there's just there's a huge big range of um, ideas that you can produce um, so it's never it's never dull anyway in that I think that's, sense mm. that's why I find them interesting because they do come in all shapes and sizes. Mm. You can have, you know, a small collection of like boutique shops, up to an out-of-town park full of, you know, major brands and cinemas and entertainment complex and all sorts of stuff like that, yeah. <clears throat> and everything in between, independent retailers and you know, all sorts of stuff like that. But they all often share similar kind of goals and problems, I suppose, don't they? So, mm. what are the typical goals that we come across for, you know, for a shopping centre? I suppose footfall is primarily always the one you're going to hear about first. That is, you know, with the way that online shopping is going, it's a sort of, it's it's always a battle, but it's trying to keep that footfall consistent and increased at the peak times of year. So, you know, obviously Christmas speaks for itself, but summer as well, where it can be a bit quiet, it's about trying to sort of try and work, work out how you can get a few more customers through the door. Um, so I'd certainly, you know, footfall for me is always, always its number one target. Um, so I would definitely say it would be ultimately like the spend within the tenants. Um, so it's all easy getting the footfall in the door, um, getting people actually in the centre, but if they're not spending anything within the tenants, then that's ultimately where the goal lies. Um, so yeah, so just for um, any of the tenants, I guess, it would be just ultimately promoting them within the centre and 
ultimately their products, their whatever it is that they um, are looking to offer to the public. Yeah, and I, and I guess that comes back to why it's important to get the right footfall, why yeah. to drive the right traffic, because if you get the wrong people, they don't spend any money, they might not enjoy <coughs> themselves, they might you know, leave a negative review or something like that because you were targeting the wrong people. And I think that's what I love about the digital marketing when we're talking about shopping centers because you're able to be more targeted. If you just stick a banner up on the side of the M6 and say, come to our shopping center, with the best one in the world, you're just blunderbussing it at a million different people, more, way more than that. Whereas with this, we can be really targeted about the types of people, the catchment area, exactly who we want to try and get in. And there's a much better chance we're going to make those people actually spend some money and ultimately uh, ultimately do something. Okay, so <clears throat> these are the goals. These are the things that shopping centre managers and shopping centres in general want to achieve. What are the problems? What are the challenges they face um, predominantly? I think it's the clear one that you hear about in the news all the time, which is shopping, online shopping, Amazon, all these retailers. You don't have to leave your sofa to get what you could get from the tenants in the shopping centre. What is... Why would someone, you know, get on the tube, get on the bus, whatever it is, to go to your shopping centre when they could easily get it online, you know, deliver to their door, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's a challenge that I'm sure every centre, you know, faces. It's certainly something the high street's facing generally. Um, that for me is certainly one of the big one of the big ones. You know, with all those challenges, Joe, like, why are more people not doing digital marketing? Why aren't they spending time doing this and make sure they've got a great site, make sure they've got a great social, what, like, what's the reason for not, people not doing it? I think it is mainly, like, it is purely just they don't have the time or the actual staff members to do that, because um, typically you do have a centre manager and in slightly bigger teams you do have um, an administration assistant as well helping with it, but because they are like pulled in a million different directions, because they have so many tenants and they have so many and things to cater to, um, they just purely don't have the time a lot, a lot of the time to um, do the likes of like social media and digital marketing, their website, anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a perception that a lot of this stuff takes a lot of time, and yeah, like to do it really well, it does take quite a lot of time. You do need to donate, a, you know, a big proportion of your time to really, really nailing it. But there are certainly things you can do with a limited bit of time. And that's kind of what we're gonna talk about uh, more today. But I think that is the, the, that's one of the things I love about, and again, it's, it's not just about the centers themselves, it's the, you know, the staff in shopping centers, the center managers. That is a, it's a pretty thankless job, isn't it? Like it's a pretty tough job. It's every hour God sends, it's weekends, you're dealing with, you know, the general public who are, you know, by and large delightful, but they do present their uh, occasional challenges, um, as we know from many of the events we've uh, attended <laughs> across the country. Um, and they are just like, just doing all sorts of stuff, you know, one minute they're trying to sign off a marketing strategy, and the next minute they're, you know, dealing with a skip that's on fire, or trying to sort out some toilets that are flooded, yeah. or something like that. They're just, you know, constantly jumping from task to task. And I think that's why they're kind of, although every shopping centre manager is completely different, they have these sort of characteristics that are very similar and they make them, you know, that, that makes the best ones incredibly fun to work with because they do want to try stuff. They do know that you've got to be a little bit cleverer. We don't have the most 
budget to spend on things usually so you've got to be a bit wily and try and figure out cool ways to do things and, and I think that's what makes it fun you know makes them a fun accounts to work on but as you you know you already say Ali, not not every shopping centre has the ability to have an agency or have other people working for like you know like us so let's have a little run through of some of the things that um, a shopping centre any shopping centre should have a think about and ultimately some kind of tips for things they could do without having to invest a huge amount of time or indeed a huge amount of money in, in uh, making that stuff happen mm. so what let's run through the list then what are the things um, that people should be talking about should people should be thinking about uh, well I suppose you've got to look at the website I think website SEO that is you know when people are going to look you up going to give you a quick Google things to do in the local area or where they can find this particular item of clothing or particular item or product hopefully your shopping centre wants to come top of that list uh, and your what's website a, so what's SEO engine? search engine optimization. Oh, okay that sounds so therefore when you you type in the name of your shopping centre it will come up at the top of your Google search your Bing search whatever you're using and you will get a your Bing search I've just read 100,000 users per month. That's true. Yeah, I'm being flippant and facetious. That's the website. What else? Yeah, so just adding to the website, like, I know with me personally, and I guess the majority of the public would just see the overall aesthetic of the website as well. Because if something doesn't look that good or if there's not a lot of content on there, then I definitely know I wouldn't be on that site for much longer than a couple of seconds if that. Um, it massively affects what you think that if you've never been to that centre before it massively affects what you think that centre is going to be like when you go on the website if it's clear and easy and everything like that and I think that's where we'll come on to talk about it in more detail but with websites there's clearly two different types of people there's your regular visitors a lot of shopping centres just have they have a catchment they have local people they have that regular audience but then you have the out of town people that don't come there all the time and they need to give them something to see and get them the information they need quickly and easily as well so you've got to keep <coughs> both both yeah, types of people exactly um, and then yeah I would also say social media is a big one and staying active on social media because I know again being a member of the public if I'm wanting to like say look at like if I was visiting a certain shopping centre and I realised that they had posted in like maybe a week two weeks then you wouldn't stay on that page long at all and especially if you had like any queries or about like parking or opening hours and you realise that they aren't posting a lot then again it would just deter you from doing that um, or interacting with that profile at all um, mm. so yeah. I would definitely say social media is a big one for yeah. shopping centres yeah. and, and I think that again helps with that repeat visit if you're thinking about what I'm going to do this week seeing that constant communication mm. and those ideas reasons to visit that kind of stuff makes you think oh I'll go and have a look at that or like there's an event on it from mm. that there's a special offer you know those are the things that do ultimately help drive from those repeat visitors because you know, those are the ones that are going to be probably following your local shopping centre it's not yeah. going to be an out of town tourist that's going to follow your local shopping centre because there's not really much point it's going to be the locals it's going to be those people that but, and again those people are much more likely to engage and we've definitely seen that haven't we that, that the audiences for shopping centres that do like being on the pages on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram they have a you know they generally get involved they, they get involved in the conversation sometimes positively sometimes less so um, but they get you know they do get involved you can get yeah. riled up about mm. stuff and, and debate things and stuff like that so it's just, it's just great that's what you want from exactly 
you know, from conversation. So what else we've got? Website, need to think about that. The SEO of that site, social media, any other forms of uh, digital communication? Well, I think, yeah, last but not least, I think uh, email. Email's dead. Email, surely email's dead by now, Joe. You'd be surprised the amount of people who, you know, the social media bracket is often talked about being very popular with the sort of 40s and under. You've got people that are old school using desktop computers who will rely on email communication to get a lot of their information and that is where email will serve a purpose if you are running an event, if you are running a promotion, if there's anything to do with seasonal stuff, Christmas, Valentine's, Easter, whatever. Email will get that out to a huge audience and it's still very effective. So I definitely say shopping centre emails. I think it's... Uh, Yes, GDPR might have scared people away, but actually, as long as everything's clear and orders, you know, email will serve a really strong purpose for a lot of those customers who aren't on Twitter, aren't on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say with email, like it's a vital way to actually grow your audience. Like for social media and website, website less so, but for social media, it's more about maintaining your audience and connecting with the audience. But I definitely think with email, that's about reaching out. So if there is anyone that comes to the centre, I'd like briefly and then get them on your mailing list or something like that and get the information out. Okay, so website, SEO, social media, email, all important. None of this is sounding any easier with the uh, 30 seconds of free time I have hmm. in a week. So uh, so let's try and run down like some quick and easy, quick wins that you can do on each of those platforms to try and get your house in order and ultimately have some real impact with, with minimal amount of effort and work. So first up, the website, what should we be thinking about? Just get that basic information on there. You know, what tenants do you have? Where are you located? What are your opening times? Get the really, really simple stuff, really easy to access. If it has to be on the homepage, so be it, but make it really simple to navigate. Don't worry about having loads of flash looking pages and. and you know, worrying too much about you know little little uh, fun features website. Just try and get the the information that people are going to be looking for when they're sort of Google searching, etc. Try and get that that stuff certainly you know as front and centre as you can. I would definitely say that mobile would be like a big um, contributing factor as well to your website because um, we would find up to like eighty percent of uh, people would be using the mobile and viewing the website through their mobiles so having that running smoothly and having all the options like you were saying like contact information opening times and everything having that really well laid out on a mobile I would say is just as crucial if not more crucial than on desktop because especially nowadays we do have like the younger audiences that are wanting to see like opening times of shopping out of like shops and restaurants Um, and if you can't find that easily on your phone then It'll just deter them even further from coming to the shopping centre. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, I think, you know, that's why when we're designing a site, you always think about mobile first and you think, you know, you've got to think about, you know, your thumbs and your fingers and whereabouts are you going to get and how are you going to get the information quickly and easily. It's, like, it's great to have a wonderful, beautiful looking website with a huge, great big banner of a lady carrying a load of shopping bags on the front on the homepage. But... Really and truly, when that gets squashed down onto a mobile, you've got three pages of scrolling to get through before you can find the information you need. It just isn't, it just isn't valuable. You need opening times, you need directions. That's what most people are looking for, is how to get to the place. 
to see what the shops are that are going to be there and maybe look for a map or something like that but it's you know it's basic stuff you're usually not going to get people reading a lot of blogs and doing you know that kind of stuff on a mobile device so you can kind of tuck those bits of information away to one side and get the essentials out front people will go looking for those things if they want them but yeah structuring it it's ultimately it's then straightforward you said it before and you just be a consumer, think like a customer, and be a be a person that goes on websites. We all use them all the time. Yet for some reason, when we're thinking about designing one, you don't. You just chuck. You think, oh, I need it to do this, and I want this feature on it, and we want a kitchen sink approach to it. Whereas, yeah, you, you start with the basics, start with the stuff that people need to know, yeah. and then build up on that and add additional features and additional functionality beyond that. So now we've got we've got a good site. We've got. Um, it's nice and laid out and stuff like that. That's probably a bit difficult. And maybe, like you know, if you're a you know a shopping centre, I you can't necessarily redesign your own website. So I'm stuck with the site I've got. What am I going to do to try and get some traffic onto that site? Well, we did touch on it, but certainly blog writing is a, is a, is a small feature. You know, blogs don't have to be you know thousands of words long. That's that's a bit of a, of a fallacy, really. I think couple of hundred words that could promote your centre, whether it's an event, whether it's promoting one of your tenants, uh, new new store opening, etc. You know, those are little bits of sort of medium to long form content that could drive traffic to the website because a blog page is fairly straightforward. You don't have to worry really about the, the structure of that, but yet you could put a lot of information in that that a customer could be searching for. And again, dead easy to add a blog onto a site. And that's one of those things that even if you've got a site, you could still add a WordPress blog or something like that onto the back end of it, pretty you know pretty cheaply or free if you know what you're doing. And then you can start generating some content and putting it on there. That will definitely help. Um, another thing to think about is like Google Analytics. I think that's a, mm-hmm. a really important and straightforward thing to get done. So you get make sure you've got that on your site. Most people when they build a site have that installed anyway. But go and have a look at it and have a look and see what pages people are visiting and what, what people are looking at, what pages are causing people to bounce straight away and not look at anything else. And then you start to build up a bit of a picture of what's working well on the site and what's not really working at all. Mm. Um, we'll come on to things like you know the content marketing and kind of more ideas about more engaging content and stuff like that. But I think with a website, that's the that's the key really is make sure it works make sure it's well functional make sure it works great on a mobile and then maybe start thinking a little bit about some of the technical optimization stuff as well so get your Google Analytics right make sure there's some page titles on each of the page make sure your images are tagged and stuff like that these are all things that may be a little bit more advanced there's a little section about that in the uh, in the white paper that we've done that kind of goes into a bit more detail about how to do some of that stuff but some little tiny things like that will make a big difference to yeah. generating some uh, generating some decent traffic to the site and that is a really important thing because I think with real focus on social media and getting a good social media audience and all that sort of stuff but I think the thing that's going to bring you in new people from outside the area the thing that's going to get tourists along especially if you're in a place that's got a lot of competition, is how well you rank when someone searched for shopping in X location or a cinema in X location. That's, the, you know, that's what you need to be ranking well for because otherwise you're just going to be like finding somebody else and you, you, they won't be coming to your, your centre. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you nailed your website. That's looking pretty, pretty tasty now. Um, what's next? So the next biggest thing would be social media, I guess, on that, um, and just keeping your social media active. Like I was saying before, like again, being a member of the public, you want to see that that shopping centre is very active. Whether that's the promotions that they have in various tenants that people want to look at, whether it's even just as simple as them asking or tweeting a question or Facebooking a question and making sure you get that response within a good amount of time, just so the audience can see that they're engaging. So let's go back to the beginning. So <coughs> social media, we're talking here about Facebook, we're talking about Twitter, we're talking about Instagram, we might be talking about Snapchat. Um, but that's all just like a lot of stuff to do again I haven't got any time when am I going to do all this stuff mm. so do I just go and like have a crack at all of these or am I going to try and pick and choose which ones I use what would you think, recommend yeah you would need to you definitely need to gauge it from your audience and from um, exactly what ones would suit them more because I've definitely known from some of the shopping centres like they do have a favourable account more than anyone else or more than another one so we're like um, Twitter works better than yeah, Facebook say or Instagram exactly. is doing better than Facebook. and it's all just about like the demographic and what they're using themselves um, and I guess that does come from if you don't have time for like market research then it is just trial and error and it is just about seeing what posts and what platform gets most engagement gets most um, reaction out of your audience um, I think one of the things that, you know, thing with certainly the centre managers and, and most people that work in shopping centres is that whilst the digital world might not be everyone's forte, they know their customers, they know their audience, they exactly. know who they are, they know how old they are, they know the kind of mix of, you know, ABC, ones and all that kind of business. They got a real good handle on that. So it's not that difficult to look at the demographic you know of your centre and then compare that to the you know the average demographic of each of the different social networks, and then decide which one is the best one for you to start with. And that's kind of the way that you get going on it. It's just pick exactly. pick one and have a go at that, and then you know build up to using the other ones rather than doing a broad brush. Just get set up on every single one, and then just don't post on most of them, which I think is the is what a lot of people end up doing. Yeah, exactly. So. I've got my social media account set up and I've you know made them look alright I've got some pictures on and things like that but now I've got like a thing of something to write every day how, how are you coming up with content for a shopping centre every you know, every day well that is yeah so if you are a small team you don't want to write it live some people can write it live if they've got enough time dedicated but as, as the example we are talking about shows they don't have the time so Think about a content plan. Think about which channels you have most success on. Um, you know, Facebook. You don't have to really post more than three times, three times a week. And writing posts for that doesn't have to be terribly difficult. You can talk about a tenant. You can talk about an offer. You can talk about the season. You can talk about an event that's going on in the centre. There are a lot of options, and you can do quirky content as well. You know, don't don't feel you have to constantly talk about the shopping centre at all you talk about your local community as well talk about the events that are going on around you to show that you are engaged with with as we've always said the local audience that will probably naturally be following you um, so I, I don't think you need more than at worst an hour probably a week 
if you were to take it really slowly to do a quick few Facebook posts and if you're on Twitter or Instagram you could you probably have, should have time to do a couple of posts on there as well mm. and I yeah. think like, like what you were saying when you're actually like planning content that's where the likes of like Hootsuite or TweetDeck comes in handy and it does make writing your content and planning out a strategy a lot more simple um, because like you were saying if like what people a lot of people tend to do is if they're just like tweeting live or something then it's really inconsistent um, and again they just don't have the time a lot yeah, of the time because that's so, what happens is you get like on a Monday you're like no I'm really going to nail social media this week and we mean it to get this done so let's crack on we're going to do it and like Monday, Tuesday cut the posts every day Wednesday a load of other things have happened something's gone wrong on Thursday and by the time you get to the end of the week you just it's drifted drifted right off yeah. Um, so yeah I, I think scheduling stuff using platforms like that and these are, these are free aren't they you just you exactly there's no, yeah. no cost to a lot of those things yeah. so and you can get a lot you know a lot of stuff done on, uh, on those mm. the other thing about shopping centers is there's just boatloads of content isn't it there's just mm. loads of good stuff yeah. to go at you've got all these <clears throat> shops that have all got new stuff coming in all the time you've often got events going on there's if you've got a cinema there's new movies coming out all the time there's just loads and loads of stuff to go at so I think that's part of it is get you know get up from your desk Go and walk out into the into the mall or you know into the central area or whatever there is, and go and see what's going on. See what's new. Go and talk to the set, talk to the stores, find out what new stuff they've got in. See if you can get some photos of some clothes or you know what new movies are out or whatever else, and just kind of like find something interesting out there. And that's mm. that's part of the challenge of of social media and and content marketing as a whole, isn't it? It's being able to sort of sniff out those stories and find those interesting little little things because just like you know the staff at centres the retail staff are fascinating there's, there's loads they'll all be doing interesting things mm. they'll all have little initiatives and little ideas especially in independence that, that, that you can potentially get involved with and you know then you might find out someone will give you a prize as a com- for a competition and that's like that's golden yeah, yeah. Exactly. You give, give away something like that and that would be a great way of driving some more people yeah. and the good thing as well like about they'll like the huge amount of different content with that you do attract a lot of different members of the public that are interested in like certain things whether that's like games whether that's shopping oh sorry fashion um, foodies anything so you just you gather all those different types of people and you have such like good engaging content for that size so then you are attracting a lot more crowds rather than just like the one crowd okay so we've got a great website yep we've had a little dabble in the SEO We've got our social media set up, and that's pretty nice. Um, we're posting regularly, scheduling, it's all good. Um, email. Mm. Talk to me email, Joe. Uh, well, I you know, again, short on time, so have a quick Google, look at some, there are plenty of uh, pretty cheap, if not uh, free, depending on the audience size, email sort of marketing tools. Uh, Mailchimp, for one, I know is, is is particularly good, and you know you can use those tools. They will help guide you through the process of creating a nice, clear template. Nothing too uh, complex with too many things going on. It will give you recommendations for subject lines, sort of length of text, type of images to use, and then you can sort of build yourself quite a nice. I'd always keep it quite succinct, to be honest. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be scrolling through a long email, so keep your, you know, keep your, your subject and your topics quite short and, and sharp. And as I said, you know, those tools will help guide you through whether 
you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And uh, it's a great place to start if you're if you are time shy. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, you, just, you know, a lot of these things, you know, like like Mailchimp, for example, free to get started on. You know, get a template, chuck your logo on, write a bit of nice copy, promote a couple of offers, promote a competition. If you've got a blog and you've got some stories up there, then talk about those. If you've got an event coming up. It's a great way. You know, it, I think that email is a great way of getting to a diff, just a totally different audience, and, and we still see really, really good open rates on those things. And I do think you mentioned before about. GDPR, and I think that has um, scared a lot of people away from doing email and things like that. Thinking, oh, I need to just delete my email database and everything like that. Now, if you gathered your email database through nefarious means, delete your database. That is the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, if you're capturing data using a newsletter sign up form and you've got a proper opt in on your website and it's absolutely clear why that person is signing up, you're not just, you know, grabbing emails off every Tom, Dick and Harry that walks past, then this is fine. It's not my problem. Someone said, I want to receive an email, send them an email. This is not, you know, don't over-email them by any means. But, you know, that's really not a problem. Don't be buying data off random strangers in the pub. That's a bad idea. But, you know, at events, you know, capture the data if you can. Like, ask people to sign up to a newsletter. So, again, get them to sign up, get them to tick a tick box, make sure you say all that information. Uh, you know, I, I hasten to add, not a GDPR expert, certainly not giving you any legal advice, but really I think a lot of people have got very scared about sending any sort of communication out. And in reality, if you're doing the right thing, if you're capturing data legitimately and you're asking people for permission and they're getting a, a, a legitimate consent from those people, it's not a problem. And I think, you know, we've seen some clients really, really take a real hard line on this and, to, and really annihilate their databases and very quickly grow them back up again by just going back to people and asking, you know, who writes your email or just inviting people to enter competitions via a data capture form instead of just a like and share on, on the website. So there are loads of ways to try and grow that database and get some more people back on the list again. And, and I do think it's kind of, it's a really, really valuable way of getting different people to come along to events or get involved and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. And not, you know, and again, the ability to segment it and to do a lot of other stuff once you get a bit more advanced really does make a big, you know, does make a big difference. Mm, absolutely. Okay, so we talked a bit before about content marketing. I think that's something that, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about as well because we've got a website, we talked about doing blogs and stuff like that. Um, we talked about the social and how to come up with ideas for things like that but content marketing is something that you know people blast around a lot all the time and, uh, and things like that what does that what does it mean and why should a you know should a shopping center care about it so you've got everything you've got your email sorted as well now we talked a bit earlier about blog articles and things like that and I think a lot of people look at that and go oh writing a blog like you know I haven't got anything to say about about anything, how can I write a massive great blog article? But I think something that people do get a bit scared of is this idea of content marketing, this idea of creating these big pieces of content and stuff like that. Why, as a shopping centre, should I care about content marketing? Well, it, as we've said, you know, it can really it can really bring your shopping centre to the focus of, of the local community around you. And by having a content strategy, that is how you will achieve that. You don't have to worry about writing a blog a week. 
that's probably unachievable. But if you have a strategy, if you think long-term about what you would like to try and achieve, how you'd like to drive traffic to the website, how you'd like to grow your social media audience, how you'd like to engage with the public, you can think long-term at the beginning of the year, have a sit down with, with you and your team and <coughs> think about events, projects, ideas you'd like to try and promote, some campaigns perhaps, and you can do blog content off the back of that, and then off the back of that blog, you can do some video content, you can do some social media posts, you can really start to think about how little little ideas can suddenly become huge pieces of, of content just by sitting down at the beginning of the year and, and maybe thinking of a six-month, three-month strategy where you can sort of just plan these things out and everything gets chopped into nice manageable chunks, which is always always the best way to approach everything. So people have stuck with us for this long. Uh, let's give people a few examples of types of content that they could really easily create that would be great for a website, but again, would create some, some lovely content for social as well. Yeah, so I would definitely say, first and foremost with shopping centres, like they're very linked with their fashion and their, their retail stores. So I would definitely say ones like um, Halloween trends, if there's any festivities happening, um, again, Christmas as well. Um, autumn winter trends, if any of the, the tenants have any um, nice new collections that are coming out or anything, stuff like that. Um, and also the beauty with shopping centres is um, if you have other uh, retailers like maybe bookshops, you could say like uh, the 10 best sellers of the year or something like that. Um, so it's just all encompassing of the different um, parts of your shopping centre that you have that you want to push forward. And it's a great idea to try and localise that content as well, isn't it? it so yeah. if you're doing something like, like you said, like top 10 best sellers, try and make it top 10 best sellers in your local area or mm. this local area's favourite <coughs> book or even you know, like trends for people in this yeah. local area because it just, again, I think it's just, it's just more interesting to people in that local area if it's more specific. We see a lot of people doing things like movie reviews. Well, mm. I, there's a million websites I can go to to get a much better movie review than is going to be done by, you know, done by a shopping centre. But I would be quite interested to know what were the top 10 movies of the year in my mm. local area. So I think that's how to kind of approach it. So you've talked a lot about um, the local community as well, Joe. What are there yeah. any other ideas for, for getting involved with the community? There's there's plenty because I think it's it's that that I think that it's shopping centre doesn't have to be just completely looking internally, look externally as well. So you've got lots of holidays that you can throw events and cater towards, and obviously write blogs and, and do videos to promote those. But also talk talk about the local area, show that you are engaged with it. Talk about local attractions, tag them into blog posts, tag them into social posts. You will more often than not have that reciprocated by the area itself and therefore you increase your catchment area you get eyes on the new audience um, you know you could have say summer holidays that have just been uh, you know you could do you know your local attractions during the summer so if you're near the coast or there's attract you know fun you know theme parks or you know national trust places you could go to those kind of things mention them in your posts tag them in and those guys are looking for more publicity. So the idea that a local shopping centre is mentioning them as well, it's just, you can just riff off each other. It's, it's, it's quite a strong way to, to produce content and get good engagement as well. Mm. Yeah, it's all about like not being quite so insular and not thinking about mm. your centre as this little island in the mm. middle of this town. Think about all the other stuff. Obviously, don't talk about the competition. That, that's, you know, of you create a narrative of things to do in the local area that usually pretends that the other shopping centre that's just on the other side of town doesn't actually exist. So you just talk about all these things, you're talking about places to eat, you don't talk about anywhere that 
is comparable to a place you've got. So if you've got a you know a nice burger restaurant, you don't talk about a burger restaurant that isn't in town. But you might talk about a fine dining restaurant because you're not. There's no competition there. So mm-hmm. again, you can you can spread your wings a bit wider, and again, as you say, you get you will get reciprocated. You will talk about those people. They will share your content, and then the, their audience will see. All oh, right, okay, these guys are working together. They're interested in that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm more likely to go there now because of that. I think and it makes it more trustworthy mm. as well because you will tend mm. to find that with a lot of people, and again, it's putting your eyes in the public. Like if you see that it is constantly like come to our shopping centre, this, 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 but it's all about them. Then a lot of people think that it's quite biased. Um, but if you do have quite a lot of like the community stuff and you're seeing supporting other if it's like restaurants, um, other brands, whatever, um, then it will make it a lot more um, trustworthy to the public, um, and ultimately it would attract them to um, your social media pages, your website, and yeah, ultimately. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot. There's obviously there's a huge amount to go out there. There's a lot of you know, there's a it's a pretty wide landscape of stuff to be to be trying out but you can break it down into little into little bits again you know check out our little white paper it kind of breaks down how you can do this in an hour a day a bit of a plan for breaking up your time and it's a great you know the other thing is that in a lot of centers or even in stores there are people that are like budding photographers and I'd love to be given the opportunity to go and get some content and this is a fun job like that's the thing I always think is this of going out and taking photos of people you know of clothes or of products or of things that are going on this is not a chore this is a fun thing to do mm. so you'll often find somebody that fancies having a crack at that so you know put the word out ask the tenants and the staff of the tenants to say who have you got have you got anyone that might be interested in being a little a budding reporter for us and bring us some of that content and bring some photos and stuff there are ways of of sort of giving those jobs to other people and ultimately it's good it's development for other people and it's you know and it helps the, the centre as well so there's loads of good stuff there and I think yeah you can you can do a lot of it by breaking it down mm. um, absolutely definitely obviously wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say if you can't do it um, we can do it for you um, that is something we're very happy to do um, but you can achieve a lot of success just by kind of following along with some of these mm. some of these tips it's something that, you know, like we said at the start, I love working with children's I think that they're fascinating. I think the people that are there are fascinating. And I, and I love the diversity of different types of things you can do. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I, I hope you found it useful. I hope there's something in there that you're able to take away and do an action. And tell us how you got on. I'd love to hear, um, to hear what sort of things have worked, what hasn't worked, stuff like that. Um, yeah, let us know. Um, any other closing thoughts from you, gentlemen? No, I think we've covered everything pretty succinctly in uh, in our in our lovely little podcast. But uh, go have a go. I think that's the thing: is why not try it? You know, try it live. Yeah, and just not to be scared of it. Um, like it is social media after all. We're all exposed to, it. and I think it's trial and error as well. It's about um, putting stuff out, seeing what works, what doesn't work, and ultimately just being creative and enjoying it. Really, I'd say. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, um, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.